0: Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a world-building, character creation, and storytelling podcast where each week, we take your listener-submitted prompts. We take that prompt, we spin it up into an original fantasy character, myth, legend, or world detail, and populate a fantasy universe one story at a time. Is that what we do? It's been a I while. I was just about to say I haven't said that in a long time, and I almost forgot ha- it halfway Happy through. Happy New Year! By Happy the way, Happy New Year! It is we the twentieth. We haven't gotten
1: together since twenty twenty one started.
0: We have not, but here we are. You know, it feels good to be back. It feels, it feels good, good to be back. It feels good to be back, but it felt
1: good to have some time away. I agree. You know? I honestly, honestly, um, not to not to jump ahead into what's exciting me, but like. Uh, I took some time off from like Party of One. I took some time off from recording AMFC. Like, I'm 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 fully excited to get back to stuff now. I, I will say that that makes me very happy.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. Where I've been trying to put energy into other things and really just like be at peace and really do things that are making me happy and just go like I'm going to put energy into this one thing and just kind of you know I've been trying things out, trying out different techniques for you that's, know uh, that's surviving. Great. That's, I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. Um, but let's start off with bits. Jeff, what's getting you excited this week? I must know. It is a good day. It, it is, is a good day. Today's a good day. It is the 20th and it's 7, 10 p.m. So it's been seven hours of it being less shitty. A little, um, a mar- a little bit a less shitty. A marginally amount less shitty. But
1: still, I'm willing to savor this juicy, sticky it. sauce. I'm savoring feels, it. Yeah.
0: But what's getting you jazzed up?
1: Um, like I said, I took some time off. I took some me time I I played some games oh, I, video, I watched game, video some games and tabletop games um a little bit of both. I've oh. been playing just some like freeware like you know easy playing game some candy crush. Yeah, it's just some candy crush uh you know <laughs> candy we crush were getting, is so good getting ahead we were catching back up we're catching up on Phoenix Wright. like we're huh, making yeah. progress good. um gosh uh you know the the thing that's been really getting me excited is um talk about a thing that I love that I've probably talked about before. But I'm going to talk about it, because this is also going to segue into another bit that we do, which is at the table with Jeff and Aaron. Goddamn right. I, Aaron, have we talked about my love of breakfast burgers
0: before? Oh, we, I don't, th- we have so many fucking episodes. I'm like, we might have, but we also we'll might not have. We'll talk about it again. Yeah, fuck yeah. Because I've
1: had a lot of breakfast burgers lately. Y- Lucky you. It's just you. been a kick that I've been on. They're incredible. And, like, I'm, fuck, I'm feeling it. Like, a breakfast burger at least the breakfast burgers that I have enjoyed you know it's it's a, it's a burger nice medium burger with some cheese bacon and like a like a sunny side egg yeah
0: yup. so
1: you cut that egg and the oh the yolk just runs over the whole thing you gotta yup. eat it with a knife and fork because it's too gooey with to eat with your hands
0: if you're if you're if you're not afraid of being embarrassing of looking like a toddler
1: <laughs> I, I i i here's the thing it's not that I'm embarrassed I just find the this is a this is a Jeff fact that you actually Aaron might not know. You might know this, or you might not. The act of having things on my fingers, oh, viscerally that viscerally upsets you, me. How the fuck do you eat wings? Uh, um, Fork and I knife? go through like four times the normal amount of napkins. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought I it was the,
0: like the uh, you know, like you you would not do it. I was no, like, I've my, seen Oh eat my wing. god,
1: I love wings. Yeah. I, I had wings for lunch today fuck and yesterday. Yes. Fuck yes. Um, no, I love wings. The thing is, I will I am the I am the person that will eat one wing and then wipe every finger off and then go for the next wing. <laughs> I really love that so much. But um oh man, I really like food is the thing that's been getting me excited this week because like I said like I've had buffalo wings twice like like uh-huh. we got one of those very large um not like the nice buffalo wings, but like the take, like the hey, pre-made. You throw them in the oven ones whatever. from the Aldi. Like fucking, I'll eat any buffalo they, wang. They do, they do that. They do the job. They have the flavors I like. I dip them in a little ranch. It's just a, it's it's a, that's been making me happy. I've been having some great burgers lately. It's just like I've had a lot of Jeff Stormer comfort foods lately, and it's been Good. really, really. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been making me happy. The, the, the other thing that's getting me excited, really, truly, is just, like, with the time—I I, I actually was night good to myself in terms of my time off, and I spent the time, like, shit posting on Twitter and just good. having fun, and good. it was, like—it was heaven. It was heaven on earth. That makes me very happy. Just playing Lee Carvello's putting challenge and making great clown paleochi jokes on Twitter, and it's just—it's it's, it's what I wanted to be doing for the last two weeks. It's truly the most
0: important contribution to tabletop Twitter— <laughs> Um, is not just yelling, but instead shit posting. That's I'm it's a firm believer. It's the dream. Can I ask you an important question about what's getting yes. you excited? And that's what cheese do you prefer on your breakfast burger?
1: Oh God! You know I would normally. I'm a big I'm a big cheddar fan. Mm-hmm. I love a good sharp aged cheddar. But I had one with I had a breakfast burger specifically with Gruyere. Oh fuck! And like that cheese <laughs> that melted oh, oh. that melted. Like perfectly? Yeah. Oh boy, that was that that elevated the whole the whole burger. That
0: that's fancy because my ass, I like reach for fucking white american cheese because it has that um like it's a very it's a diner cheese basically and it's so processed that it turns to like that stretchy gooey
1: and it just it's it's it is literally engineered to to melt nicely when put on like hot meat
0: that is what i am interested in give me anything that's designed to melt on hot meat
1: (laughs) can't can't go wrong i mean i really like i just love the the sharp taste of a cheddar and Mm. it just like if it, I want, I want the sharpest possible cheddar at all okay. times. That no, it's understandable. If you're gonna go
0: cheddar, I want it to literally slice my tongue with its sharpness.
1: I, I, I want to. What I want is to take a bite of the cheddar, mm-hmm. look at it, <laughs> laugh, and then pause. Face turns to fear, and then the frame splits, and then like starts to move in two different directions. Oh, like you've been sliced by a samurai sword. Yeah, like trunks, <laughs> like trunks has <laughs> like like come trunks at me. Frees. Is that? <laughs> i I want (laughs) that
0: (laughs) what no that i i'm with you 100 on the cheddar department that's what that's the
1: cheddar Aaron, what's been getting you
0: excited (laughs) um what's been getting me excited this week is um so first of all uh obviously we haven't made the show in mad fucking long i made an audio drama that's like fucking 23 minutes long it's bananas It, it took me fucking days but uh, my point is, uh, it's something from like theater where they talk about um, like the the audition that you don't give a fuck about and that you're just at and like you care about in terms of effort, but you're not like sweating it is usually during your best work, is when you do your best work. That's usually when you get the gig, is when like it's like when you just got rained on, you know, you ate something that didn't agree with you and you go into the audition room, you sing, they're like, oh my God, I loved you. It's like you didn't even want to hang out with us and that makes you desirable. That's kind of what I'm feeling with this podcast was like taking time off and just doing something because I really want to to do it I didn't really care if it was perfect I just wanted to make it the way I wanted to and like add certain things I didn't write any music for it I did sound effects instead and it was like deeply satisfying and I feel like it's one of the best things I've made in a long time and that's something that's like getting me excited is this feeling of you know, the, the phrase <laughs> is let go, let God <laughs> is mm-hmm. very satisfying in that way. Of like, sometimes you just fucking wing it and you do, you follow the dragon that's making you happy instead of like this stress of like, it has to be perfect, it has to be perfect. Instead, I just kind of like winged it and it felt really good. Um, but that's something that I want you to remind you listeners about is that kind of feeling of like saying fuck it sometimes. The phrase in the musical theater sometimes is good enough for dinner theater is when you like, you know, that your work for the day is good enough. And that mm-hmm. you're just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not going to stress this. It's good enough for the day. And you put your pen in it. You know, you hang your coat up. and You go home. But I love it. What's getting me excited is um, raiding in Destiny 2. OK. Um, I've been right, doing more it. raids lately. Destiny 2 has raids, and they're really fun. They're really pretty. And there's usually some kind of, like, puzzle mechanic to fighting bosses. It's not just, like, a shootout. Um, and so I've enjoyed doing that with my raid, uh, with my raid clan called Centurio, uh, shout outs to Joe and Nikki, uh, my clan mates. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. I have just been like playing video games with people and like doing silly things. It's just fun socializing over video games and how, how rare it is to have a connection with people with something you like in this moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like hundred oh percent. Like, yeah. Like tabletop cons scratched that itch. But anymore, it's been like, you know, playing things for fun kind of oh, has God, been yeah. nice. Yeah. Not, and,
1: not to get, not to, not to get, re, not to drop realness 10 minutes real, into yeah. this. Get real. In pre-in In the, <laughs> the pre-bit. Um, like, I had kind of a breakthrough in therapy recently that has, like, changed the direction of my year. Oh, shit. And it's exactly, this is exactly the realization that I had that, like. I was trying I'd, – I'd been, like, stressing myself out and, like, feeling directionless trying to find, like, my professional creative goals or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, after talking to my therapist for a while, I realized, like, the thing that I want at this point is to spend some time doing exactly the stuff that makes me happy and nothing else. And, yes. like, that's kind of the goal for my 2021 now is, like, creatively, professionally – I want to do. Th- I want this to be the year where I do stuff for me and not like for hashtag content. Yes. And yeah. so like I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this in a big way. It's like I want to. I I I'll talk more about this in coming weeks and months. But like I did the thing that I said I wouldn't do for years, and I've got new podcasts that I'm making. Oh fuck. And like, but it. But they're but they're very specifically shows that are literally just. I want to do this. It's yeah. gonna be fun. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna do it, knock it out, and then I'm done with it. Like. Yeah. So like I get it, I feel it. I'm, I'm here. I'm I'm excited for us on the first recording of 2021 to share this this energy, this uh, this uh, this this good enough for dinner theater energy that I hope that we bring to, to more of 2021. Yeah, and it's it's that feeling
0: you get when uh, like you know you're busting it, you're busting it, and then you're like. Oh my God, like what am I what am I working this hard for? Especially when you're doing something creative or artistic, that you're like, this is not something you're supposed to like hyper review and break down like fucking SportsCenter. Yeah. It's like an in the moment type of thing. So you're, you're allowed to you're making it for you. Yeah. And so you're allowed to hit pause and go like, you know, I feel good with the work I did today. It's good enough for dinner theater. Let's go home and eat some wings. Fuck it. And that's what I've been feeling about like not all of my creative work, but like a lot of stuff that I make for hashtag content like this. You know, is something that I'd make because I like doing it, not because I have, like, aspirations of being a McElroy, you know? So it's just that feeling of letting go and being like, I'm just going to have fun and wing it. Fuck it, because it doesn't matter, you know? But Hell still yeah. keeping yeah. that, like, integrity and vision to it that we enjoy. Speaking yeah. of which, with that said, fucking transitions, we make the greatest podcast of all time. And we're going to take listeners from props prompts. And I put an S on that, and it just blew out your headphones. Whoa! whoa! The thumbnail is Aaron, like, going, and, like, Jess' headphones are, like, literally rocketing off of his head like a Subway ad. Um, Subway meaning the train, not the, but also could be the sandwich company, because I'm sure they have an ad that's like, oh, Chicken Bacon Ranch will blow your fucking mind. <laughs> Um, so prompt this week comes to us from our beautiful discord server, which by the way, everybody in the Discord is so fucking nice. Oh, um, it's lovely. It's just I, a lovely it's, environment. I just love those people so Bit.ly slash amfc discord. Yes. Yeah, so everybody in there is so goddamn nice and supportive. I love it. But we have two prompts this week because these two I saw that were just, they slap and they go together so well. So first one comes to us from a second story. Prompt. Communication has failed. What now? Um, and then the next one was from Magical Girl Kira, and the prompt is, the two bells chimed in harmony, allowing the listeners to truly understand each other, which I'm is I'm here dope. for it. I'm here for it. So give me, can you give me your first initial? I have a big pitch, but I'd love to not. I also have a big pitch. Please hit me with this
1: um do we both want to throw out our big pitches and then find the middle ground and see like
0: yes i do even
1: if they are even if they are so here's here's the challenge that i want to give this us is for this is how we made episode. limity
0: locust by the way it's how we made grasshopper city so i
1: want to throw out you throw out your biggest possible pitch yeah i will throw out my biggest possible pitch and then we just find the story in which these two pitches oh, are compatible okay
0: so my thought was this is fantasy cell phones this okay. is how two-way communication works, where you yep. ring a bell next to your ear and you speak and that frequency travels to another bell that's tuned to the same exact frequency. So it's like two-way communicators that can go across
1: the planet. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I feel like it's actually going to be pretty easy to find a compatibility here because I also, because here's my pitch. Thinking about a bell, mm-hmm. thinking about a bell as a concept, as an object that creates sound that travels through space. Yeah. Do you know the places in which do you know one of the places really honestly both of the places in which that won't work? Um underwater,
0: like that's one of them. And um um inside of like some kind of thick
1: sauce. Uh well okay, there are three. I was thinking <laughs> outer space. Um, oh yeah, I, yeah, outer space is yes, that place. So yes. what I want to propose to you, uh, the first prompt and really ultimately leading to the second prompt we haven't talked about the underwater tech city of Orcus in a while. We have not, and that gives me, oh, uh, a creative tingle. <laughs> the idea of cuz the idea of the, where we left it was that this city had kind of submerged into the water. Yes. And these these uh these these fish people like orcs had like settled had like created their they they their home underwater in the deep in the yes. deep ocean depths of of fantasy. It is a sunken spacecraft turned into a kind of
0: like commune that goes down 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 into the sea and it is a remember you said it is a technocracy is what i yes. remember from that episode.
1: Is is people is is people rely on technology to 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 work with each other and to to, to manage their collective needs. So it's our tech city. Every fantasy world has a tech culture. Yeah. This is orcs. This is our tech city. And Fuck I'm very yeah. excited about it. Okay. Um and just the idea of like I of like our story begins with the city kind of being underwater. And it, it it being a story about like, you know, orcs have traveled have traveled across fantasy and you can find orcs in every city the same way you can find every other culture in every oh, yeah, city. Yeah. But like there's this idea that like you know even amongst even amongst one another because of the realities of being underwater and and in terms of keeping in touch with people who have traveled the world communication is is kind of impossible because you're underwater. Yeah, you'd have to get creative and or magical. Or both. And or yeah, and both. So that was kind of the the visual that I got was that like this was this was the story of of how a, a, a city, a city, a society, a people who have literally uh, settled under the water have, like, learned to safely and comfortably communicate with each other and sort of, like, through magic kind of find that sense of harmony. Okay.
0: So, what I'd like to talk about – so, I'm going to read the prompt again. Yeah. Um, so, prompt. Communication has failed. What now? And then second one, the two bells chimed in harmony, allowing the listeners to truly understand each other. So is it in Orcus, communication has failed? What now? I think so. I think so. Why has it failed? Is it just because it's, is it because in fantasy people use these tuning bells to communicate?
1: Ooh, actually, you know what? That, uh, that is not what I was thinking. And I love that. I love the idea that like, this is already just a staple of our, because Fant- we've talked about people communicating over long yeah, distances. Yeah, we've said fucking it"
0: fantasy cell phones several times. So,
1: like, if it's just quite literally a magical bell that you ring, and then you can hear that person's voice on the wind. Yeah, you like that. I I feel like it. You know the the
0: residual um reverberation when you strike like a pretty sizable bell. That mm, yeah yeah yeah. I feel like if you speak during that window of opportunity that's when it passes to the other bell. Like it's two identical bells. And it gives me that kind of like uh, Home Alone 2, two turtle doves. Like if I want to, like you'd basically, if you want to talk to six people, you have to carry six different bells. Like each one is tuned to one person or mm-hmm. one other bell. Is it like a walkie talkie or is it strike the bell? It tunes with somebody else who is tuning with your bell. Like,
1: you know what I mean? I, I think, I mean, I, I think there's gotta, I think I like that there's, so purely for my own love of aesthetics, I like that there's magic to it that like you can uh, you can attune your bell to any other bell at any other time. Love that. I love that and it, a lot. But it's uh, it's and it's in the spirit of all my fantasy children, like in the tradition of the show that we've made. It is part intent and part like learned craft. Yeah. Right? Like, it's part, like, I think of the person that I want to reach, Mm. but also I have to strike the bell in a certain way and be confident that the other person is going to strike the bell in the same spot. See, and it makes me very happy because phrases like, oh, I'm in
0: tune with Jeff, means, like, I can call Jeff whenever I want. And, like, phrases like that, like, um... You know we're in sync with each other. We have the same. You know we just vibe together, or we have. You know I don't know. We just have I love, like I good love the vibrations. Phrase, we're in tune with
1: each other. Like yeah. it jives really nicely. Uh, it, it meshes really nicely. Peeling back the curtain a little bit as we are wont to do. It, it it meshes very nicely with sort of the ideas of like communal spirit and together that are very kind of central to yes. a lot of the stories that we tell of like yeah. the thing that matters is you knowing someone and you being comfortable with someone and you kind of understanding someone and like in doing that, like that bell that you can communicate off across any distance. It doesn't, it is, it is not a matter of logistics or science or technology or equipment. It really ultimately comes down to, am I comfortable? And am I, am I open? And am I vulnerable? And am I trusting with this person?
0: Yeah. And like, I feel like the phrases people use are like, you know, I'd love to get on the same wavelength with that person, but like, you know, I don't know them that well yet, but one day we'll be on the same wavelength, meaning I'll be able to call them using my, what do you want to call them? These bells of communication. Hmm. We can just have like name bell or like word. The, the, uh, oh, we use the, this bell, like the delivery bell. Not really, but, um, mm, the, the communion bell, the communion bell is very good that this is a communion bell and then you use it to commune. Yeah. Um, and what's also cool is a thought I had is um, that very like you know seventeen hundreds and also high fantasy where the town rings a bell to warn for danger. People ring the big bell in town to commune with any local heroes who can like come and you know help.
1: Oh, see, I love that because I love this idea it's like of the bat
0: signal. <laughs>
1: well, I, and it kind of, I love that idea of like it, it it ties directly into it ties into intent, right? Like yeah. if my intent is to scream out to anybody who will listen. I can ring this bell and reach any bell that someone, like, the person that I'm thinking of, if the person I'm thinking of is just someone capable of saving us in a time of danger, like, that's pretty, like, that's cool. That's a cool thing. I like that.
0: The way I can best describe it in terms of, like, the permissions part is... Do you, you've played an MMO in your day? Sure, absolutely. Do you remember all the different types of chat? Like, there's your yeah, clan yeah, yeah. chat, there's the yell chat. Imagine if you had to ask permission to enter any of those. Oh, yeah. But once you're in it, it's like you can ping people in it. You know what I mean? Like, once you're in the, you know, hero frequency, if you bang that, if that bell gets wrong, you're like, your little bell on your hip vibrates, and you're like, oh, shit, somebody needs me in, you know, Paradox, well, and I and go what's flying. cool about
1: that is... Uh, I, I, I picture it almost as something that you have to earn. Ooh, like fuck if yes. it's, if it's tied, if it's tied to intent. Yeah. It, 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 in the same way that like you and I have to be thinking, have to be like open and honest with each other and know each other true, like inside and out. Yeah. There's this very cool element of like you and I, like if I am calling out for a hero, if I'm holding out for a hero until the end of the night. hmm Of course. Um, that was my best Thunderbolt. Thank you. Um. I love the idea that, like, to hear that on your communion bell, yeah, you have to earnestly and truly and wholly believe that, like, you are some, that, like, you have to earnestly believe and want to do good and right by people. Yeah. Or at worst, at worst, you have to believe yourself to be that person, right? Like, I think it's this idea of, like of like you can't just hear it if if what you're after is an easy payday and what someone is looking for is someone to save our city like you're not going to hear that frequency you have to at the very least believe i am doing what i do to help people
0: yeah there is i feel like a shared because it's a two-way kind of communicator right Mm -hmm, i feel like mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. has to be somebody like you know basically waves their hand over their bell and it's like you can call me now you know if you say like and you would say, I guess, like, and now we share a frequency, you know, it's like yeah. you would describe it as like, hey, you know, if we've been dating long enough, you know, you say like, hey, I think I'm ready to share frequencies so that you can call me whenever the fuck you want using your bell. Like, I'd be I'd be OK. It's like giving somebody your fucking number. 100%. <laughs> I'm all about it. I love this magic because I love this idea of heroes carrying a little bell or like having some people wear like a little um, like a jingle bell around their neck. And like, you know, it depends on the person, but everybody has a frequency creating type bell and like heroes and normal people, like everybody has a fucking cool bell that can call like hundreds of people if they share frequencies.
1: Yeah, I, and I, I, I love that. And I love that it's kind of a thing that you kind of have to be open and like let in like there's a level of, 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 of consent and permission there that I'm all about yeah. and I really love. So let's talk about communication failed. Now what? Cool, because I link. I think we've really like gotten through the second prompt, and let's really dig into the first prompt with that second prompt in mind. I think we're going to come to some interesting places. I'm ready. What do you What are you thinking? Um, do you have anything? I didn't mean to put you I, on the spot. I kind of have an interesting conund. I have an interesting conundrum for which I don't have an answer. Okay. What if 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 the idea if we're taking at face value that this yeah. is set in the city of Orcus and communication has failed? Yes. What if the reason that it has failed? Is because and this is this ties into something we've talked about in fantasy before. Okay. Oceans are vast and, oh. <gasps> and empty and desolate.
0: But they are filled with certain things.
1: They are filled with things, but they are so vast and like they are so deep in the in the same way that in our real world, like we don't know yeah. what's down there. Yeah, if you magnify that by like ten, <laughs> the, ma- the the vastness and mystery. What if one of the reasons that like communication fails is people is like no matter how well you know someone no matter how well you know their circumstances there is this creeping doubt
0: that what that what that they don't want to talk to you or they're they, don't they, actually they share might frequency? not
1: be there like there's oh. there's this creeping doubt that like it, that they might not even they might not even be there because like they're so far under the ocean i don't i can't i i part of me cannot accept that this person is alive and living their best life In this, in this infinite like emptiness. So, can you not ping someone in Orcus? It's like just
0: like geographically impossible. Because it's like, they just want a bad fucking service. You know what I mean?
1: Like, that's my, that is my, not challenge to it, but like question of like. No, I think that's a, I think that's a good question to it. Cause I think when you phrase it like that, it does not interest me in in a meaningful way. mm -hmm. So I don't know.
0: I'm not sure. I think that communication has failed because I am Aaron and my initial pitch, of course, is when we're talking about the ocean is Orcus is down there man Orcus yeah, is like sure. Mariana's Trench whatever is low it's like this thing I mean you can like it comes out of the ocean it's like a fucking flotilla yeah. but also it goes down to like the depths 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 and I think the interference is quite possibly some kind of sea monster some sea creature some ocean phenomena that literally blocks intention from I, people to reach I got something I'm I'm, I'm so ready
1: if it goes down lower than any living being could possibly conceive yeah what if what if it made contact with not someone but something or some things so far beneath the surface of the world ooh what if part of orcus literally touches a ley line
0: okay that i am down with Like at some point, it's some,
1: and that what? Gunks up the, it like, okay. I, here's, here's my pitch for why it does this. Okay. That's a, there's a lot to unpack and I'm very excited. Here's why the, here's my pitch for why this happens. And also there's, there's so much stuff that I want to explore if we're cool with this idea. Yeah. I'm definitely down with, it's not like it
0: dug too deep. It just, like, some, I feel like in the ocean, um, do you know those, uh, volcanic, like, they look like volcanic pimples in the bottom of the yeah, ocean yeah, that yeah. spew, like, salt and sulfur into the water and stuff? Yep. I feel like it's one of those, and, like, they kind of, like, s- like, you know, the bottom of Orcus just, like, runs, it runs into it like a vein. I
1: love it. The, the very gross phrase that I'm going to use is it lances one of those magical <laughs> ley volcanoes a like a pimple. <laughs> yeah. What I think, what I, what I want to propose is the reason that it causes interference with communication. Is because it's swarming with magical ghost energy.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. Haunted. Okay, because what you're saying is also haunted laboratory stuff. Haunted this like, laboratory. This is like Dead Space, if you're familiar with that. Yeah, dead yeah, sp- yeah. Like where there's a section because something that like we've hint we talked about a lot, but like I don't always like the implications of like they dug too deep and they found something. This is just like a happenstance thing. And there's a part of is there a part of uh, um, Orcus that is like we can't go down there? Why? Too many fucking ghosts.
1: What if what if I, I threw you in a very different pit direction for that? We're yeah, I'm ready. What if it's it's like that area? It's covered with ghosts, but it's it's rife with rife with magical like magical energy. Yeah, and it just everything is like neon light, and like it's Ooh. just this like space where the there are goats and it's like i guess what i want to propose to really throw like to your point like like i don't want to push i want i want to push away from the idea of like they dug too deep like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cursed what if it's that but not scary i guess is how i yes. want to like spin okay. it
0: good because i had a thought if i may go for it so i'm thinking about this ghost city in orcas like i'm thinking of yeah. you know it's called like you know um you know, like district delta or something. You know what I mean? Like one of those cool names where it's really low or something. Like um the, the glow district. It's called the glow district. The glow district is like the literal lowest point of Orcus. It's it's, it's part that's like popped into a ley line, uh it's like inter, intersects with a portion of the ley line, which is a kind of like a circuit or like a weave of magical energy. And as a result, like we talked about in the hot springs episode, like ghosts come out, like spirits can roam. People are back. They rage, and I feel like that part of Orcus belongs to the ghosts. And mm-hmm. what we're talking about here is that they cannot communicate with anything above their the glow district, and that's why communication has failed. I love that. Ooh, that that's it's their point of view of like, why can't we communicate with the rest of the world? Why can't we? Ra- why can't we ping above us? You know,
1: what I want to maybe throw out is like, what if it's even more expanded than that? And like the reason that like. The reason that you can't that like nobody can communicate with Orcus is because it's just like there are ghosts like, you know, there are so many voices and like so many people are in tune with everything that there's like a level of kind of static interference. I dig
0: that a lot because I like the idea of when we when we think about like magic as a whole, right? It's this force. It's like an energy that's within everybody, we say, and swirls, and it powers everything. Perhaps in this case, like, the ley lines you said once are, like, wild, unpredictable. I think of, like, you know, um, very um, Grimes putting your hands on the electrical cable. Like, it's dangerous Mm -hmm. to export. And, like, if you're near a ley line, that's, like, not always good. Because I feel like if it's something that is a part of us and we kind of tap into if you're around something with such a high concentration, it's like it kind of makes things like short circuit, especially
1: the tech yeah. city aspect. I, like I, and it, I, I love that. I just And I, I just love the I, like the visual that I get that I adore. I'm really like feeling is like you ring the bell, right? Like there's someone half a world away. You ring the bell and all you hear are like 17 voices, not like howling in pain or agony or anything, but like 17 voices that are all like. You know, reaching out that, like, in the ways that, you know, there are so many people who are so similar in the world, right? Yeah. Like, you might, you might think, you might think, like, you might, all of these things that you think about your best friend, like, across millennia, across all of time, there might be ten other people that fit those criteria. And, like, those voices kind of bleed in. And it's not scary. No. And honestly, there's a lot of instances where it's probably beautiful, where you connect with these voices and these, you know, echoes of people from thousands of years ago that, like, you you learn things and you hear things and you meet people in this beautiful kind of way. But it makes it, it – it, it cuts off Orcus from the world. And that makes me – so this
0: is something cool because what we're developing here, if we – because the, the road goes two ways, listener, when we're, when we're doing these kinds of things where you go like, they're cut off from the world and that's it. Or you can say, they have a different relationship. This culture has a different relationship with the communion bell than the mm. rest of the world. And there I, in Orcus, I feel like the communion bell is a tool for communicating with those who have passed. It is a oh! thing for communicating with the ley line. And then to communicate on a regular basis, they send like, Basically, like mail, but it goes out in like a little drone, oh. like you know the like tech
1: mail. But what here's what I want to I want to go even further on that. Yeah, ghost messengers. Yes, you ring the bell and like you know because we've talked about ghosts that like visit people and give messages, right? Yes. Like Barney Bargest g- mm-hmm. delivers you what you need to hear. If like if there's just a practice in Orcus. Of like we have practiced to have like a messenger, fr- a messenger, an echo of someone from the ley lines go to deliver a message of import. Yeah,
0: and I I think it's cool because it gives this different relationship with Orcus than I expected to have, where it's like now a haunted space station, but in a cool way where like you kind of people live amongst ghosts yeah. and people live amongst magical phenomena like that you know are unruly and unpredictable and like this level of closeness to the spirit of the planet and the tapestry and the stories, and all the dead people. It's part of your everyday life. And I think the kind of relationship that Orcus has with the communion bells, which are different than everybody else. Everybody else is like a fucking phone. Right. Mm -hmm. But this, I feel like, cause we talked about the very human part of ghosts is to like have another moment. Yeah. I feel like the choice to use a communion bell and send messages is a way of like you, you get another day you get you get time to walk the fucking earth it gives a ghost you know one more day of seeing the sun and maybe like you know you have 24 hours to send this message how you spend that day is up to you and then like someone is like who's willing to take the gig i feel like it's like fucking uber you know, like they are ready and they travel and they get a day in the sun on fantasy to walk and to travel and anything that they can accomplish within 24 hours, including sending that message is part of like the deal of the communion bell. And that's why for them, it's like, yeah, it's a communion bell because we literally we commune with the dead. Yes, we commune with the dead and everybody else. It's just a fucking walkie talkie. But for Orcus, it because ghosts are a part of it's a part of life is death. And communing with that and unlearning from the dead and, you know, being around that and hearing the things that they have to say and hearing all this stuff. I think this is dope. And I like
1: haunted space stations that aren't necessarily scary. Here's the two things that I adore that I'm, I'm all about. And I want, I want to pitch you one and then I want to call out a detail that I adore. I'll call out the detail first. The aesthetic of haunted, the, what you just said, haunted space station, but not scary, coupled with like these unpredictable, super magical ley lines. Yeah. Gives me this incredible aesthetic and like image of what like life is like in the city of Orcus that like I I absolutely adore. All I picture is like, I guess the high level concept that I would throw out that I feel like we're on the same page about, but that like I need to say out loud because it's tickling me to no end. Mm -hmm. What if it like is, is that we have presented a society that is confronted with horror movie concepts. And reacts to them without fear, but understanding in and compassion. Like, yeah, in compassion, and in doing so, like it creates a world where these concepts are not are not you know are found are are brought into the world and and find a degree of harmony. Like the thing that I kept thinking of is like if is like a computer console goes two thousand one and like gains sentience and like starts like thrashing about with robot arms because it was just magically was given a touch of life and like a, an orc researcher just like, you know, walks up and like learns to understand this, 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 this being that has come to life. And it's just like, okay, we're going to, and suddenly like that, a, that AI, that artificial intelligence, that being that, that living being that was not there before and came to life out of a computer program just becomes part of the community. And yep. like ghosts walk among us and we just learn their stories I so something that I like about this is um we've talked about the robots of
0: iron works and the, like how they're kind of just like people with machine bodies like mm-hmm. it's a consciousness of the machine body compared to like geode has fucking robots where it's like you're yeah. a fucking program this is literally kind of like not brave little toaster kind of inhabiting a body but like oh so so here's my pitch the glow district what you said is neon lights etc cetera, etc cetera. Is where it's kind of like junk goes in Orcus, like metal junk. Things basically are left. And if things inhabit it, that's when they can come and enter Orcus. If you want, as like, like you said, uh, something comes to life, basically a robot. It mm-hmm. would be as if, like, I come back as Johnny fucking five, Aaron, and I want to inhabit a robot body. I can find that robot body in the Glow District because that's where they leave, like, a toaster that I could inhabit, a robot frame, maybe. Or like a drone or something, maybe. Cause I was thinking about the glow district and like what it is, what is it, why does it exist? Besides like the place where ghosts hang, you know? Or is it a place where ghosts can just like hang out, get a drink, get a bite to eat?
1: I think it's I I, <laughs> I love where your head is at. I think I, I think the only part I don't love is the act of like leaving junk down there. Yes. So I almost think it's I almost wonder if it's if it if it's somewhere all right, Aaron, what what's our timestamp? 39 oh, minute 30 40 minutes exactly? Yeah. All right, cuz it can be both.
0: Yes, I was thinking something like an offering kind of. I
1: almost I I love it as this I love the glow district as this place where ghosts emerge, right? Like mm-hmm. ghosts emerge from walls, they emerge within machines and you go and like I I like the offering angle. I like this idea that like if you want if you want if something has ooh, that's a good Sorry, I'm. Are you recycling?
0: Is are you on the same pony as recycling? Like I if think something similar. Recyc-
1: yeah, I'm on a recycling kick, and I'm on a um, paying homage to to non to non sentient objects kick. Yes, the act of like if you have if you have like a waffle iron. Yeah, it was it was a waffle iron that like you made wonderful dishes on. It's your trusty waffle iron. You know, you got it. You got it when you moved in with your partner. And like for 10 years, it may – you, you know, these are the waffles that, you know, you associated with falling in love with this person that you've like, you now live with and is now like your life partner. And it breaks. Like that's an emotional moment, right? Yeah. Like that sucks. is the idea. You of have junking memories.
0: it. It hurts. Like junking something sucks.
1: So there's this, there's this, there's this, pra- you know, it's, it's the practice of, of thanking that and then placing it like it's it's not quite a junkyard it is not. it is not quite it is literally like a tech graveyard yes where like you go and you ha- you you leave the things that have your memories attached to them such that a ghost may find them and like it may find it, you, you the things that you love may also find new life can i add to that
0: because it's, it. i feel like it ties into a lot of what we've been talking about um, where you leave it this offering this this waffle iron, for example. It's like this place where you very lovingly leave things. so it's like if something if if there is a ghost that wishes to return even for a brief time, please enter my waffle iron and enjoy the life that I can be a part of. you know what I mean? but yeah, also enjoy the memories that are enjoy the memories that are within this object. There's a lot of love, and I think that it's it's ghost plus love of the living equals you can come on in. Like, you can't just throw, like, a fucking Xbox down there that you didn't give a shit about. And, like, a ghost can't go inside of it. But I think it's that. Like, we always say with artisanship and love and craft, like, these things become magical the more love and care is put in them. So if you have something that you love and you cherish, even if it's, like, a locket or, you know, some piece of tech and you lovingly place it in the glow district, that love that you had for it, mixed with the life of that person who has, uh, you know, come back and has entered the glow district from the ley line, when those two meet, they can kind of inhabit that object. And it's not like haunted. It's kind of like, you know, you kind of like, I think of it as like the waffle iron gets like arms, legs, and a head. (laughs) But (laughs) my point was, um, is that little robot buddy... What delivers a message in Orcus? This
1: was this was a thing that I was going to pitch you. Mm. What if this? There's another way to approach ghosts alongside this. Okay, where like if a ghost emerges because we've always said we said that ghosts are very tied to unfinished business. Mm-hmm. What if like there is an Orcish practice of using the bells to understand what that unfinished business is. Oh, that's way better than using them as messengers. And it's it's not just it's not even yeah, I don't yeah, now yeah, now I'd, I'd like to formally saying strike it, that.
0: I, I'm like no, I hate that. It's I like the idea of it being a literal communion with the Cuz I
1: loved what you were saying about like giving a ghost one more day. Yeah. So if the if the communion is quite literally like I I am a like there are ghost scholars, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. There are ghost scholars who like are meet a ghost, learn its story, like ident like find its some its identity in their records and then go, okay, you are a poet and your one desire is to go to your local poetry night and read your last unfinished work. Like I have found this. I have found the thing that you are holding on to, right? Like Yeah. that one desire that is your thing that you wish to you wish to complete before you can before you can lay to rest. Yeah. Before you can rejoin the ley line and join the world story like this is the thing that you have to complete. Yeah. So with this bell I'm going to ring it and it's going to ring and it's going to take you the ghost to that poetry
0: night. I love it and you can finish your unfinished business and I like so what we've been talking about with uh, when they're usually used communion bells and fantasy Mm -hmm. is sharing this frequency between two people. How Orcus thinks of communion bells is sharing a frequency with someone who has unfinished business. And when you ring it and you attune with them, you kind of tether them back to fantasy so that they can, you share a frequency with a dead person so that that frequency tethers them to the world and they can finish their unfinished business. I love it. I and think like, it's fantastic. Yeah, it, it gives them like, it lends basically a piece of your essence to them so that they can accomplish the thing they need most. And I feel like it's just a like all this episode has been has been a this is a cultural detail about Orcus that makes them different because yes they are underground and sometimes maybe like a communion bell doesn't it just didn't work like that for them and they were like that's Mm -hmm. not what we I don't like to use them for that it's it lets us commune with another culture that's down here and it's that's the dead
1: that's like you know it lets
0: us then for therefore communicate with the entire planet and share frequency. Just in a different way than, than they do on, you know, the rest of the world.
1: I love it. And I, I love this idea of... So, I want to throw out, like, a uh, a name. A class name. We're making a class. Oh, fuck. Okay. Goddamn. These are orc reapers. Fuck. Okay. Um, because what you are doing is quite literally, like, kind of reaping souls and bringing them to the ley line. Absolutely. Yeah. And but like but it is not seen as a scary thing, right? It is not a grim reaper. You're not reaping it is, with a scythe. It's it is, it is quite literally I am I am bringing your I am I am pulling you I am pulling your spirit back into the ley line to bring your story into the world by allowing you to close your your book. Yeah. And so this idea of like I just adore this picture of like an orcus uh, an orc reaper uh, or like a reaper as someone that like sees a ghost and goes The idea of like a ghost hunter, but in terms of like, what is what is your thing? All right, I'm going to I'm going to bring you and let you finish your business and put you to rest that way. It's very traditional necromancer,
0: but different because our necromancer is clearly something very different. This is more akin to someone who communes with the dead. Mm -hmm. Like literally has a conversation. And like you said, like a ghost hunter is like, tell me about yourself. Why are you still here? What's going on with you in a way of compassion and care. Cause it's like, I will help you. I will help you release that terrible grip you have on this place and give you all the time you need by tethering yourself to me. And I feel like a good Reaper has like fucking a hundred frequencies at once. And like helping a hundred people at once finally get, be at peace and accept that their place in the world has passed. This is fucking dope.
1: And I, I – I, so the thing that I love is there's, like, a very close relationship in, like, the broader world. Um, I think there's a lot of shared study. This is a world detail that I'm just dropping because I'm excited about it. Please. There's a lot of shared scholarly study between Reapers and Demon Hunters. Oh, oh baby. Like, there's just a lot of, like, shared study, and it, but it is – uh shared study in the art of things like active listening and yes. like stuff uh, war, like that like,
0: like, yeah the warlocks of our world and warlocks, the reapers you. Yes. um are very much attuned to this element of compassion and you know release and finding out what the problem is and why you're still around rather than just like drawing a sword and fighting a ghost or a skeleton
1: yeah i think they're very they're very closely intertwined uh like groups of study I'm about this. This is sick. And it gives me like, I like that. This is a nice, like we haven't talked
0: about Orcus and Mad long and I'd like to do more eventually. Um, but it gives us this cool that they see almost cause they are a little ways away in terms of they are another world away. And I don't want to avoid that in terms of the reality of this culture is there are literal geographical differences that would change how they see the world, and to ignore 100%. that I think would be doing a disservice to creating an underground tech city. It would be like the fuck do I need a bell for? I'm like a billion miles underwater. I'm gonna use yeah. it to do ghost shit. That's dope because we have lots of ghosts here. You know, <laughs> I don't yes. need to ring it and call somebody from down a mine shaft and dragon or something.
1: I love it. I think it's very cool. Like it's just a, and it gives a lot of picture to this world that like I didn't have a great visual of before. Mm-hmm. The idea that this is a this is a place where you have, like, orcs that look like anglerfish.
0: Manta ray yeah, walrus manta- tusks.
1: And, like, you have you have orcs with manta ray walrus tusks walking around and ghosts and living machines. And it's just this weird, cool city that, like, also is this beautiful place that kind of... It, it, it feels like, you know, a lot of culture around the city of Orcus would be tied to, like... A belief that, like, death is not really a thing. No. You know what I mean? They're like...
0: No, it's... it's, Their relationship with death would be completely separate than this idea of, like, calling Catch Cavalier and having one last day. It's like, no, we're like... It's like, I might be back one day. Yes. It's a really close relationship with the planet and the reality of the planet, because, like, I feel like the lower you are in Orcas, like, when you sleep, you probably hear, like, the hum of the planet. You mm-hmm. can see a fucking ley line. Like, if you yeah. were to swim out and look down, you'd see this, like, vein of light, like, flowing through your city. And your understanding of things would be much more, like, that's why I like it being a tech city. Because it's much more, like, no, it's a fact that you don't actually die. Like, what do you mean? Like, you hear everybody talking. Like, I, I heard... My cousin, Jimmy, who passed away last year, like, I heard him last night, like, playing a game of checkers over at, like, you know, the wagon wheel bar with his old friend, like, what are you talking about? It's, and so, like, there is a place of tech, there's a place of, like, reason and understanding and logic, because it's such a different way of looking at magic, rather than this, like, mystical thing as just, like, an everyday part of
1: life. And the other thing I love about it is, like, there's this idea that I adore, about this this belief about death which is to you what you were saying about like the how the machine or like what i guess maybe let me let me this by saying this is how i was hearing what you were saying about the machine stuff you <laughs> may have been entire like i may have gone off on a separate road there's this element of like you put objects down there because they are tied to your memories when a ghost re-enters those things it re-enters them partially because those things are, are full of your memories given what we know about ghosts so they are an echo of a person they are not they are not the whole of that person's life they are an echo of what that person was coupled with their 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 sort of unfinished needs if you are to embody a thing with all these other memories like you become you come back but you come back informed by these other experiences you yeah. kind of come back different yeah and like i think that is seen as part as a as a part of the the journey, right? Because even if you don't come back and inhabit a machine and you know become form, you part you know fuse with someone else's memories, you come back as a reflection of of what you achieved in life. Like you don't yes. necessarily come back as yourself. No. So it's this idea of like, well, I'm going to die. I might come back. Hopefully, I come back better. Yeah. Hopefully, like if I come back, I come back better or informed by experiences that will make me better like it, yes. I think i think they see it very i think orc orcus culture sees it very much as death is the start of a journey death yes. is the start of the as a, as a as a chapter start
0: and if i lived the way that i wanted to live and like you know was the kind of person i wanted to be and changed the world the way i wanted to the people that loved me will recognize me yeah. i won't recognize them but they will know me and that is a gift in itself it reminds me of um when they asked Keanu Reeves, where do you go and you die? And he says, like, I don't know, but I know that people who are still alive will miss us very much. I feel like that's the Orcus way of living is like, you know, if I come back, I want people to recognize me because my reflection will show the wonderful things that I did. And yeah. I'll be the person that they know. And my that is like my the reflection.
1: Like, I hope that my reflection is true to me that I want. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope my reflection is true. Like I think that's a beautiful life Fuck. philosophy. And that is, I think, something
0: really wonderful. My last thing would be the people who kind of like entered the Reapers who kind of interview these ghosts and meet them. It's kind of like, you know, some people I feel like would spend their lives looking for a loved one they that passed to be like looking for them in these people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like very what dreams may come uh, where it's not them, but it is. And you have to feel their essence and find out so you can like some people would obviously want to release loved ones. I am fucking about this. This is so much more than just like,
1: they like robots and laser cannons. It's cool stuff. I feel like we got to an really interesting place. And I feel like that's a wrap.
0: That is definitely a wrap. Oh my goodness. We
1: did some cool stuff today.
0: I did not expect that to come from talking about bells. Did not see that one coming. And especially, it's so beautiful because Magical Girl Kira's prompt is uh, the two bells chimed in harmony, allowing the listeners to truly understand each other. And I feel like that's a really... (laughs) (laughs) Oop. <laughs> Beautiful bow to kind of tie on this idea of Orcas relationship with death and understanding. Absolutely, freaking Dang, thank you so much to our two prompts from a second story, Magical Girl Kira. Um, they used the prompt submission channel in our super cool kid Discord. But if you would like to submit a prompt for our show so we can create <laughs> the dopest shit ever, there are so many ways you can do it, and
1: Jeff would love to tell you them. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can send them to our email at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com, or you can go to bit.ly slash amfcdiscord and post them in the prom submission channel. Boom! All My Fantasy Children is proud to
0: be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network, uh, which is our podcast network home, and it's home to other really great shows, uh, like Skyjacks. and since Jeff is literally the most workingest, popping-around, busybody in podcast land, Jeff has been on a bunch of One Shot Podcast shows that you're about to hear about. Jeff, please...
1: Uh, this just recent, I'm going to stick to the ones that I've done recently. Um, <laughs> I was recently on character because, well, cause it's true. I've been on, you've been on quite a few, almost all of them that I, damn. I, I've been on almost all of them. Um, what a star. so I've just recently, I was on character creation cast and also one shot, uh, both of which to promote anyone can wear the mask, which is a game that I wrote. Um, I think they're both wonderful, wonderful recordings. Uh, one Shot is a show in which every month or every episode is a, is a different game and a different one shot system. Um, so James and I played Anyone Can Wear the Mask. We told a superhero story about a superhero whose uh, power is that she can generate uh, Groundhog Day style time loops. That's sick. And then on Character Creation Cast uh, is a show about character creation. Uh, but, you know, if you like this show, you'll probably like that. Um, and on it we created uh, a character we created a city and a hero and a villain for anyone could wear the mask and they were both great episodes they're great podcasts uh the third and final show that i want to shout out is a little show called campaign skyjacks couriers call Hello. Aaron could you tell us a little bit about that show
0: i can it is an all, uh, is it an all ages uh actual play podcast we play a modified fate accelerated system and it is set in the Skyjack's world of spear and it's about 14 year olds delivering the mail learning something about themselves and kind of like growing up and being an adolescent and making friends, it's for all ages. So if you have young people or you're young at heart, you just like actual plays that are like, you know, devoid of swearing and adult content. It's a really good change of pace, I feel like. And it's just that heartwarming feel of, you know, when you first got into tabletop, you were still like a you were still a wee in with a heart of gold. And it kind of captures that fun. And we're going to be doing probably probably maybe a Kickstarter for season two soon. So keep your ear out for that. But I'm so I'm super
1: excited. Thanks.
0: Uh, Jeff has another podcast that is dope, epic, and is like has a billion episodes, and each one is always better than the last. And Jeff, can and you also tell me is that?
1: continuing. I'll say that on Monday. <laughs> um, Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two player role playing experiences. Um, every episode, I sit down with a friend. We play a two player game. And we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes uh, drop Tuesdays starting uh, January 26th. On one shot podcast, or, sorry, no, on Party of one <laughs> Jeff, do you have a verbal hug this week? Oh, God. Take some time off. It's been uh, a stressful week, month, year, four years, decade, mm-hmm. yep. lifetime. Yep. Take some time off. Like, I'm going to echo the stuff that we were saying at the top of the episode and talk about it from a frank mental health perspective. Mm-hmm. Do what? Do stuff that's for you. Like, I can say personally, no matter how many verbal hugs I've given, like, there were a ton of things that I was doing for other people that, like, were weighing on me. And, like, you know, it's inevitable. Like, you can't escape that. That is part of living in a world with other people is doing things to uh, support the needs of others. But, like, do some stuff for you. Like, do the, like... You know, don't, don't, don't set aside your own needs to support the needs of others. Be there for yourself because you're going to spend a lot more time with you than you are anyone else. Dang. And like, don't be selfish, like be in a community, support the people in your life. But like, you know, give yourself space to do the things that are going to make you happy because that's going to make a profound difference in, like Aaron was saying, that's going to make a difference in your work. Yeah. That's going to make a difference in how you look at the work. It's going to make a difference in how you feel like it's just it's going to make a difference in every aspect of it. If you if you consciously take steps to say, I want to do this, this is going to make me happy. So I'm going to do it.
0: Damn right. I mean, I, I can't say it any better than that, except like if you're feeling that um, itch of like this isn't making me happy. I was just tweeting about this the other day where it's OK to like not you don't have to say I'm quitting it. I'm leaving it. I'm walking away. Um, I like describe it as putting it on a shelf it's like Christmas ornaments. Like, you put them in a shelf, they're still fucking up there. You can bring them out at any time if, they, if you want them to bring you joy, but like, you can just take a break from something, put it on a shelf, and when you're ready to go get it, you take it off the shelf, open that box back up, and boom, there it is. And like, when you're ready to have it out, like, it's, it's just a simple thing that I try to remind myself when something is getting to be in that not fun zone that I can just put it in a box, put it on a shelf, and go get it when I want it and when I'm ready for it.
1: Uh, my good friend Jadzia Axelrod once described, uh like, the creative process or the process of doing anything. She said it's very much like farming, in that, like, you don't grow any one crop consistently through the year. Like, there are periods of, there are periods of sowing and periods of reaping, and there are periods of harvest and periods of fallow. Like, sometimes, sometimes it is for the best to put a thing away and let it sit for a little while and... When you come back to it, something beautiful will have grown in its place. Truly. Or you might just never come, you might just find that you don't have to come back for it. Like, it's also perfectly okay to put something on a shelf and then look back at that shelf sometime in the future and go, I don't think I need to go back to that shelf. Like, yeah. those are both perfectly valid things to feel. Yes. It is, it, is, it is perfectly valid to look at that shelf and never again say, I want to go back there. It is perfectly valid to go back to that shelf a week and a half later and go, I am I I have re I revitalized and I have found the energy and uh, a feast has grown while I while I waited.
0: Like Yeah. Sometimes it's not the whole book, it's just a chapter. It not everything has to be the whole fucking story of your life. Some some exactly. things can just be a small chapter or like a blip, a fucking paragraph.
1: And not every not every not every ending is a not every ending is the end of the story forever. Truth. And B yeah. not every not every ending is, but sometimes they are and sometimes that ending is not like a huge dramatic, you know, world shattering thing. Sometimes it is just quietly saying, "Okay, I think this is done. Like I think I think I'm going to put this on the shelf now." Yeah. And those are both okay things to feel. Boom. The show's it. not going away. Like, we're not canceling AMFC. No, we're not canceling <laughs> AMFC.
0: I just, like, no, it's just important. It's just, it, <laughs> I like being real with our listeners, like, because I remember if I had been told this fucking five years ago, I probably would have had a healthy relationship with making the show starting oh, out, God, than yeah. I did. Oh, my
1: God. 100%, so, I, I would have a healthy, there's so I'm many like, things.
0: if you're 25 and you're thinking about making a podcast,
1: I'd like grabbing you by the shoulders,
0: fucking listen to me. <laughs>
1: Like no, a hundred percent. There are so many projects like that. Like I would have a healthier relationship now, if or that like or like I would have a healthier relationship at the start if at if me from now could send a letter back and be like, yo, you can take a break.
0: Yeah, you can it's just it's, take a break. It's okay. It's not gonna like affect the listener count. No, <laughs> it's, is it's okay. A, is that all we do on the show? Pretty
1: sure, that's all we do on this show. Dang, this is a good podcast. Oh my god, I we I missed this. I'm not going lie. I was like, we back, baby. The town. are back in town. From worlds beyond to right at the gaming, gaming table. table. All right, These Well, until next time. Are all the nice easy children. children. Good, good game. game.
0: Speaking of taking breaks, I'll be taking one this week in the audio drama department. So thanks for being patient, and I'll see you next week.